Hi, my name is Carliana, and you are listening to CE Over It. Tis I, Carliana, your host of CE Over It. Man, I am a little nervous for today's episode. I am not going to lie. I've been putting this one off for a while, even though I know it's going to be a good episode, and I know the stories in here are good. Not good, but interesting, and I think it's important to share these stories with everybody so people know that they're not alone, Uh, because I personally have a story about, well, I don't think I've even introduced the topic. Today, we're talking about gaslighting and manipulation, and we're going to be sharing stories that you guys have submitted to me of times that clients gaslit and manipulated you to make you feel crazy, unheard, all those horrible, horrible things. And oh, I am just nervous about this because I, I have my own story. Actually, I can now count and remember on hand four. Four. Let me just like seductively whisper that into your ear. I have four manipulation stories to tell you today. Just kidding. I'm not going to share all four with you. I'm going to just show my show. Wow. Share my worst one. But yeah, I have four that I can think of. Maybe someday I'll share the other ones or we'll do like a part two of this or we'll do another episode another time. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of opportunities for me to share those other stories. I'm just going to be sharing one. You guys submitted a bunch Uh, I'm really excited because you guys submitted a bunch of voice memos. Some of those, a lot of those voice memos, actually, I haven't even listened to. So I'm just going to be listening to them with you live for the first time on the podcast. Uh, But I was really nervous to talk about this episode and to be sharing triggering, scary gaslighting stories because it makes me feel so uncomfortable. And I literally feel sick to my stomach when I hear about other people having to go through experiences that I did too of being gaslit and manipulated by clients and feeling just absolutely like you're crazy like you're the problem and you have absolutely no idea what you're doing and you're a horrible person that's how I feel whenever I work with those clients and I want nothing to do with that feeling ever ever again so I'm going to put a trigger warning I hope by the title of the episode, you're just not listening to this if you are triggered by manipulation and gaslighting. (sighs) But as uncomfortable as I know this topic is, I know it is important to talk about and I know it's important to normalize these type of situations. And hopefully by doing this podcast episode, we can share that, you know, if you're a young designer or someone else who is going through a really hard time with other clients, you know you are not the only one, that there are so many people who are right beside you. You are in very good company, my friend. And maybe you even learned something from it about how to deal with those types of clients. Uh, I don't know. Um, and, and maybe even talking more about it and bringing light to it. It'll share with those clients that maybe have a tendency to gaslight and manipulate. I don't know. They'll probably not, but... Maybe it'll stop people from doing it in the future if we keep talking about it more and saying, hey, this is not okay. We'll see. Who knows? I'm nervous, so I bear with me, guys. Hopefully this goes good. Um, but I didn't want this to be just stories and all negative things, too. I did 
want to talk a little bit before we get into the stories about gaslighting. Actually, before we get into that, before we even get into the topic, we need to do our snacks and tracks. Let's get off with a little bit of a lighthearted kick in your pants for the day. I don't know what that reference was, but whatever. Okay, so let's start off with the snack that I have been really, really loving. Okay, so you guys know my beef with matcha. If you haven't, go listen to the first few episodes where I basically rant about matcha for like five minutes and my hate-love relationship with it. I have another update for you on my matcha journey. I actually really, really like this matcha from Starbucks now. And I know you're thinking, Carly, but isn't the Starbucks matcha the one that you said you hated so much and the one that specifically drove you to never try matcha for three months until you tried Whimsy Officials? Yes. Yes, I know. And I know it's probably trash matcha and it's not high grade. But when you add a lot of yummy flavors to it, man, oh man, is that stuff delicious. So I'm going to tell you guys my Starbucks order because it is really, really good. So it's a venti iced green tea matcha latte. I get coconut milk in it and I get four pumps of brown sugar syrup and I get vanilla sweet cold foam and light ice. I will take a picture of the little sticker and put it on my story. So if you guys want to try it, you can and let me know what you think of it. I don't like matcha, especially iced, but this little combo right here is full of so much sweet grass goodness that I actually really, really like it and I will miss it. I'm going on a cleanse starting tomorrow because my health is horrible and I'm full of inflammation story for another day so I can't go with I, ha- I can't have any sugar for the next three weeks and I and I am gonna say I will miss this drink I have grown attached to it and it's starting to replace my chai order which is really really saying something so I like it because sometimes my chai is a little too sweet And it kind of makes me feel a little sick afterwards. That's another reason why I'm going on this little cleanse. But uh, the green tea latte actually always makes me feel really refreshed, but it still gives me energy and it still tastes sweet. It's just not like, oh my gosh, I am literally drinking a Christmas yummy, overly sweet, sugary drink. That's how I feel when I'm drinking chai, unless I get like a shot of espresso in it or something. And the green tea latte is sweet but still refreshing. And if you put the brown sugar syrup in it, plus the sweet cream cold foam, there's like not that much grassiness to it. Like almost none. Uh, I think actually on my pod, not my podcast, on my Instagram, my Carliana Instagram, I like rated it like a nine out of 10. And I have to take that rating back and I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. It's true. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 because as the day went on, I just slowly got more and more addicted to it. And it was so good, so refreshing. And for the fact of it, not making me feel sick is a huge plus. I really liked it. 10 out of 10. Okay. And then for the thing that I'm listening to, ooh, I've been listening to Billie Eilish's new album. Oh, if you haven't listened to it, it's so good. She is a queen, beautiful, praise her, love her. Literally, Billie Eilish is one of my huge idols on my photography board. Well, not my photography board, my uh, Pinterest board that I created when me and Eden Strader were doing my brand photography. Billie Eilish is 
like in half of the pictures on my <laughs> on my mood board the pictures with me in uh in a crown that came from Billie Eilish like so much of the vibe that Billie Eilish just like puts out into the world I love so much and I'm so here for it. I feel like she's so honest and she has a really unique way of storytelling like I don't know she talks about things that are like really important to her and you can tell and you can feel that in her music and so I I really appreciate this album specifically the songs male fantasy happier than ever and getting older happier than ever is just a smash banger I love listening to that one getting older the lyrics are absolutely beautiful and it describes so much of how I've been feeling lately really really enjoy it 10 out of 10 well, now that we have talked successfully about the snacks and tracks that we've been listening to, let's get into today's topic about gaslighting and manipulation. And before we even start sharing stories, I wanted to talk a little bit about manipulation, gaslighting, what it is, signs of it. <laughs> Be a little helpful, at least, about this so that if you're experiencing it, you have some resources, at least, or I don't know know what to do, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I'm not a gaslighting expert and I'm not a therapist. So if anybody knows of anyone who would like to come on the podcast and maybe talk about it a little bit, I would be more than happy to uh, talk to the person on the podcast. But okay, let's just first identify what even gaslighting is because I've heard it a lot, but and I knew it was some kind of manipulation, but I didn't really know the technical term. And so I felt like if I was going to do a podcast episode on gaslighting, I should know better about what it actually is. So here's a good Wikipedia definition. So it says gaslighting is a, wow, here's a word for you, colloquialism. I don't know if that's the right way to say that. (laughs) Colloquialism for a specific type of manipulation where the manipulator is successful in having target having the target question their own reality, memory, or perceptions. So this is the type of manipulation where you start to feel crazy and you're like, what the heck is wrong with me? Okay, and here's some signs of gaslighting. And I thought these are really good because now that I'm looking at these signs of gaslighting, I'm like, yeah, that is a really good sign because if you don't know if you're in a client relationship where the client is gaslighting you, look for these signs and I feel like it'll be pretty clear as to whether or not you should get out. So here are some signs. You are constantly second guessing yourself or having trouble making decisions. And these are from, I'm reading these off of NBCnews.com. Remember, I am not a gaslighting expert. I had to go to the internet for this one. Okay, you're constantly second guessing yourself, having decision, having trouble making decisions. You are ruminating about a perceived character flaw. For example, being too sensitive or not a good enough person. You feel confused about your relationship if you find yourself thinking like, oh, I just had this great husband, but I just feel crazy all the time. Oh my gosh, how many times have we told ourselves that about clients where they're like, no, they're a really good client, but when they do this, or I feel like I'm just you know, losing it whenever they send me an email, like I shouldn't feel this way because they're a good client. You know what I mean? Uh, in a confrontation with a person that might be gaslighting you. Wow. I cannot talk with a person that might be gaslighting you. You feel like you suddenly find yourself in an argument you didn't intend to have. You're not making progress or you're saying the same thing over and over again and not being heard. 
had that one before too, where you're like, I have told you this three million times. Uh, you feel fuzzy and unclear about your thoughts, feelings, or beliefs. You're always apologizing. You're frequently making excuses. This is for your partner, but for your client's behavior. I don't know. I don't, maybe that one doesn't really apply to a client relationship. Maybe it does. I don't know. You can't understand why you're not happy in your life or you know something is wrong, but you just don't know what. Um, and then here's a few more from medicalnewstoday.com that I thought I'd throw in there. Um, you frequently question if they're being too sensitive. You become withdrawn or unsociable. Oh, and here's a few other good ones. They are countering everything that you say. Like, you never remember things correctly or like, are you sure? Like, you have a bad memory, that type of thing. Uh, they withhold information from you. Like they say things like, I don't know what you're talking about or you're just trying to confuse me. Um, they trivialize. So they like belittle the feelings that you're having or they disregard things that you're saying. Denial, just, you know, denying or making excuses for things that they're doing. Diverting. So for example, they said, they might say, you know, that is just another crazy idea you got from your friends. Oh, okay. So like making excuses or like trying to bring something else in like, oh no, it's your friends or it's your mom or it's the stupid timeline that was wrong. Right. We've heard that one. Stereotyping. Oh, that's a good one. An article. So it says an article in American Sociological Review states that a person using gaslighting techniques may intentionally use negative stereotypes of a person's gender, race, ethnicity, sexuality, this could be, you know, as a graphic designer, um, to manipulate them. For example, they may tell you a female that people will think she's irrational or crazy if she seeks for help for abuse. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. And then on medicalnews.com, they also, you know, gave some good advice about what to do when you are in a relationship of gaslighting. Now, of course, this is like advice for... (laughs) like intimate relationships or like friends or with people, you know, I don't know. There's not very much out there on like business relationships, like what to do if your boss or your client and professional relationships, if they are gaslighting you. And I think from everything that I've read, the best thing that you can do, two things, document everything, which is such a good reason that most of communication is done through email or through forms, so that when people divert and say, no, that never happened, or they're trying to excuse themselves, you're like, "Mm, eh, mm, no, because I actually have record of it. I can't tell you how many times that has saved my butt when a client has said, that didn't happen, and I'm like, hi, sir, yes, it did. Remember when you signed off on it on X, Y date, and I can like actually send them the screenshot, and I'm like, it's here. Uh, So that's been really, really helpful. Also helping you keep sane too, where you're like, "Uh, did this actually happen? Yes. Yes, it did. Um, Oh, and then talking to, it says talking to a trusted family member, friend, or counselor, getting an outside perspective is so, so helpful where you're just like, please tell me I'm not crazy. And you get to explain the situation to them. Getting that outside perspective is so, so, so helpful because you're stuck right in the middle of it. You kind of always see the outside pieces. And it's going to just help validate you and say, yep, you know what? I kind of had a feeling that this person was crazy. But again, they're making me feel crazy. So I'm trying to be a good person and see, am I really being crazy and irrational and not a good person when you actually most likely are? Okay, let's get into the stories. I'm going to start off with a story that I have for you guys. And again, remember, I am 
really nervous to share this story. And I've actually, as I'm trying to recount this, so I can tell you guys, I have found that I've actually blocked a lot of it out of my brain. And I can't really remember a lot of the things that were said to me. So I'm going to try my best. But I think that just happens when crazy traumatic things happen. Okay, let's get into it. So it was about two years ago. So not that long ago, I was taking on a client and we had a sales call. It seemed normal. I was actually really excited. On the sales call, we had a lot in common. We were actually grew up in the same state. We had the same religion. I don't normally work with clients who are as similar as I am. Like in those areas, I usually work with clients who are very abroad, just um, nowhere close to where I am like geologically, you know, in physical location. So it was cool to just to have a lot of those same similarities. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I know what you're talking about. And this person was a photographer and so they worked with local people too. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is kind of cool to be able to get to know a creative in my own area right? And she was telling me on the sales call how she wasn't quite sure what she wanted. She knew she needed um, some help, but she wasn't sure if she would need a new logo or a website. And she, she was nervous about a lot of it and she didn't want to make the wrong decision. So I told her, you know, let's just start with a brand strategy session. Which, if you don't know what that is, a brand strategy session is like my two-hour call where I get to know my client really, really well. They give me a lot of information. And then once we have all that information, I do additional research, 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 and I put it into a 40-page document that outlines their goals, their client, their audience, not client, their audience, Uh, their mood boards, their fonts. Like I basically create like a brand for them. It's brand strategy pretty much. So I said, let's just start with that because once we identify the goals and I get to know your business a little bit more, I do more backend research, I'm going to be able to give you a better idea as to what it is you will need. And then we can go from there saying, do we need a website? Do we need a logo? Blah, blah, blah. Move forward. Everything's great. We do the strategy call. She sends me an email where she's like, this is the first time I've ever felt like a graphic designer has truly gotten to know me. I told my mom about it. I'm so excited. Cannot wait. You're the best. Blah, 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 blah. Like, was almost in tears by the end of the brand strategy call. It was really, really good, right? So we finished the brand strategy. I send it off to her. Everything is approved. And a week maybe a few days later, I get an email. I'm like, oh, getting that feeling in my heart where you're just like, I feel sick to my stomach. I hate seeing, hearing things like this. Don't worry. I know people are like, don't talk about it if you're not ready. I, I am. It's been two years. I just sometimes forget how this all felt. You know what I mean? It's bringing it all back. Okay. So I get an email a few days later. She's like, hey, I'd love to get on a phone call with you to talk about what you've created for us. And I was like, "Mm, okay, sure. Like I wasn't too worried because she said she loved it so much. And I, I feel like I really got to know her through the brand strategy call. And so I wasn't worried that I was like, you know, if she has like a problem with it, I'm sure it's just something minor and I'm sure she just wants to talk it through or there's something she needs clarification with. Right. 
I was not expecting anything dramatically negative to come out of this phone call. Oh boy, man, was I wrong. So I get on the phone call, which let me even just set the scene for you. Because I, at the time, just had LJ. He's now three, but he was like six months at this time, three months. I don't remember. He was a little baby. No, he was about eight months. He was eight months because it was the summer. That is such an irrelevant fact, and I'm so sorry I spent so long trying to remember his age. He's a baby. Doesn't matter. And I'm putting him down for a nap because that's when I work is when they nap. And he has always had a really, really hard time going to bed. And so I put him to bed. He seems fine. And then, as like, I swear, as soon as I get on the phone, he starts crying. And you can hear him crying. And I was just like, ugh. I was kind of already, so as soon, of course I get stressed where I'm like, please go back to bed. Please go back to bed. I'm going to give him 10 minutes. Hopefully this call will be really, really quick. And then I can go back and I can help him. So I get on the phone call. My baby's crying. I'm not really prepared for anything heavy. I'm expecting this just to be like a 10 minute phone call where she's like, oh, I just need clarification on this. Great. Let's move on. Perfect. Whatever. I get on the phone call and her and her husband are both there, which threw me for a little bit of a loop because I've never met her husband before. Why is he here? All of a sudden, this feels a little bit more serious than it actually is. And so I start to get a little bit nervous about everything going on. And I, again, I can't even remember like how things first started. I've blocked it out so much. I wish I could remember like how the conversation progressed, how it started. But all I remember from that phone call was I swear it was just almost the minute I got on, uh, those two people were just digging me and bullying me and just being so incredibly rude. Like, not even to the point where you're like, oh, that was, I don't, uh, that was kind of mean and like passive aggressive. No, it was like full force aggressive where it was like, how do you have the confidence to say this to my face? And they just kept going, on and on and on and these weren't even like oh you did a bad job we don't like what you did they were like personal attacks too like how do you even expect anyone to pay for this I can't believe you sell this you are a scam the brand strategy is horrible you were just berating me and just ripping me to shreds on this phone call which I was just not prepared for at all and oh my gosh it just kept going on and on and on they were so upset because I had charged them for brand strategy and they thought that they were getting a logo out of this and I have absolutely no idea where they thought they were getting a logo out of this I checked the contract I checked emails even when we're doing the brand strategy session, I tell people this is not your logo this is brand strategy this is what brand strategy is in the welcome guide, it never said a logo. I still to this day have absolutely no idea where they thought they were getting a logo out of this because there was, right now I can name four different points where we had specifically talked about it just being brand strategy. And so I was just perplexed as to where they were getting this from. I had absolutely no idea. And they just kept saying, you should have known, you should have known. Like they were kept saying, you should have known on the strategy or on the phone call, the sales call, 
that I needed more than brand strategy and that I needed a logo. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, actually, I didn't say that because I was so flustered and because my kid was crying and I had no idea what was going on. I think when you get in those situations and someone just starts ripping you apart, especially in a professional environment, and it's my freaking client's husband, I'm like, this can't be happening. Like, this cannot actually be happening. Nobody actually has the audacity to do this to my face. And I, I for like 30 minutes, I was just shocked that this was happening. So again, my kid's crying for 30 minutes while I'm just getting ripped to shreds. They can hear it. I can hear it. Oh my gosh. So by the end of the 30 minutes, I'm like bawling because I'm just like, what the fetch is actually going on here? Am I being duped and tricked? Like, I don't know. <sighs> so anyways, I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't know where. Da, da, da. Anyways, he, even after I apologize, he just, the husband just keeps going on and on and on, just personally berating me. It got to the point where he was, because we, we had found out we were part of the same religion and my husband actually works for the religion that we are both a part of and they knew that because I, I was like yeah I'm a, like I'm a part of this church and here my husband even does this da, da, da. and so they're like how dare your husband do that like how can you even be a member of this church and scam us like this like you're not a good member da, 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 da. and like using my church and my religion against me in order to give them a free logo and to make me feel bad and oh my gosh, at that point, that's when I finally was just like, I, I had to tell them to stop. And I feel like it had to be a lot for me to actually physically after just so long of them going on and on and on for me to say through tears and my kid crying, just stop, like freaking give me a break. I did not get here. I, I remember I said this. I said, I did not get on the phone call with you for you to just attack and berate me. Like I keep saying berate. For you to attack me like this. This is not okay. I, I, remember I was a little proud of how I stood up for myself, though I should have done it earlier and I probably should have been more straightforward. Um, I'm glad I did at least stand up for myself at some point and let them know that I said, if you keep talking on like this, I will hang up. I was so pissed, so pissed. I remember after I got off the call, I was just shaking and crying because I was so mad, I was so mad. I did promise them though. I was like, I, I will do a logo for you. I let them know I wasn't happy about it, how I was treated. I said, I will do a logo for you. And I didn't give them a time frame. I just said, you know, I'm going to do this out of a courtesy. I don't feel like I owe it to you. And I still don't understand where you um, got this from, but I, I will do it, which I don't even know if that was the right decision. Looking back, they were, you'll see. So four to six weeks go by. I'm actually in the middle of launching my course to BMM for the very first time. Was it the first time? I think so. I don't know. I remember it being a big launch and I was really, really busy. So I'm in the middle of a launch and I'm on social media a lot. She follows me on social media and I'm promoting this product a lot, talking about it. I'm, I'm literally in the middle of this launch. Now that I'm thinking about it, this is, again, another irrelevant fact, but I don't think it was my first launch. I just remember it being big. I don't know. It doesn't matter and I can't remember. Uh, but she sends me an email like four weeks later and she was like, um, I see, I don't remember, something about her being pissed that I was like selling myself on social media and I was had the time to like sell myself, but I didn't have the time to do her logo. 
And I basically was like, you know what? This is something I'm just, after she sent that, I was like, you know what? Like, <laughs> this was a courtesy that I was giving to you and your company. It was really courteous. I was way more courteous than I should have been. I said, you know, it, it could have taken me six weeks. Like six weeks is still a standard time to like give a logo back. You know what I mean? Um, I said, I was doing this as a bonus to you anyways. Uh, I'm just not going to do it anymore. I am so sorry. I didn't even think I apologized. I was just like, I hope you find someone somewhere else and good luck. And never heard back. Never got an email reply, nothing. Um, we just gracefully unfollowed each other on social media <clears throat> and called it good. But yeah, I still have quite a bit of trauma from that one. You can probably tell as I'm telling the story. That was just a really crazy, crazy, crazy experience. And I feel weird even talking about it publicly in so much depth and detail like this on social media. A little nervous, a little nervous. Um... But, oh, that was an experience. I think that was, that was the last out of those four stories that I just told you. That was the last of many. All of those four gaslighting stories and experiences that I had had just been one after another. It was right after the birth of my kid, too. It was just a really, really hard time. And that was the last one where I was like, you know what? I deserve so much better than this. And this is not my person. This has nothing to do with me. This was a problem that had to do with them. And that was finally the time when I actually took my own advice and I said, this is a them problem. This isn't me. This is more reflective of how they're dealing with things. And it really helped me not be upset with them either because I was pissed. I was so pissed. And so just telling you, you know, I have no idea what's going on with their life. I have absolutely no idea what the mental issues they're dealing with, with the financial possible issues that they're dealing with. I don't know about the stressing things that go on in their life. I'm sure they have a lot, as does everyone else. And so I'm not trying to excuse them and say what they did was right, but it helped me just not be pissed at them and helped me not think something was wrong with me and not put the blame on me. So, okay, well, now that you guys know the most terrifying story that I have. Don't worry, I have plenty more, but that one is the one that definitely causes me the most anxiety. You know, when you're just like, like, want to throw up? That's what that story does for me. So, yay, yay for that. Love that for me. Spilling that all over the internet for potentially, well, right now we only have hundreds. I mean, hundreds, I say only, like, that's a lot, but anyway, okay, anyways, let's get into the rest of your guys' stories. Oh, okay. I love it when you guys send me little voice DMs because then it's like you guys get to tell the story. So I'm going to be sharing the first voice DM that we have. Okay, so this client, she would share a lot with me, a lot of personal stuff, a lot of life stuff, a lot of things that would frustrate her almost like honestly daily. Um, She'd send me a Voxer message that would start with design feedback or something in relation to branding or design. And then she would start spiraling, talking about personal things that I did not want to hear. Um, I was too nice at the time and I honestly was in the beginning of my business, like kind of booming. So I didn't know how to set boundaries. Ah, that's something that you taught me in 10 kgg thanks thank you um however um she kept doing that and it came to the point where she was even starting to share traumatic things with me um about her life and i did not ask for this supposedly her therapist told her to go tell someone else and so she came to me and told me everything i did not want to hear 
So this happened, and then a, a accumulation of other things happened um, in terms of, you know, her kind of bringing down um, my team, my work, um, my business, how I led. She kind of started to give a lot of her two cents and just getting really too personal too like, just a little too much, right? Um, and then I, you know, gave her a forewarning that, hey, this is too much, and she did it again, and I was just, and also on top of that, she couldn't make the payments for her projects, so it was kind of just a great time for me to make a decision if I wanted to cancel the contract, and so I did because it truly was the best thing for both of us um, mentally. It it was just a very intense uh client relationship also at the time it was a really good time to decide to cancel the contract because we've already completed most of the work um there was just one last project to complete which any designer could have done with what i've already created for her so she was pretty much good to go and like i said before she couldn't even make the payments so i was kind of doing a good thing for her but of course she was really really upset and mad she sent me really long essay formatted emails she sent me tons of boxer messages demanding to get on a call um demanding that this is not okay she said some really some really mean things <laughs> some really mean things continuously um but what really got me is she brought up all the trauma that she shared with me and pretty much kind of said, how could you cancel a contract on someone who's gone through all of these things? And, um, you know, I'm so concerned for this industry and, because they're not understanding of people who have gone through trauma um, and canceling the contract on me is just basically again kind of a manipulation gaslighting type of thing and yeah there's um, a lot of things that happened after this too so she actually just recently reached back out to me sending me another very long essay and by the way this happened a year ago less essay formatted email explaining all these things again that I do not want to know or hear and then in the end asking if she, I wanted to work with her again of course I declined very nicely um and she continued to ask me questions continued to share things I did not want to know and was questioning me as to why I didn't want to work with her and then this takes me to the next thing so basically, she made a post after our discussion just kind of saying that she's looking for a designer. But the things that were said in there were kind of iffy. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to set it through. And I, like, highlighted the stuff that were, like, oof. And the thing is, is another designer actually sent this to me, a designer who she actually um, semi-worked with a little and it didn't go well. So let me go ahead and send this. Okay, I'm going to read to you the screenshot that this person sent me. It looks like it's a post in Facebook group asking, saying, or not asking, but saying, hey, we're hiring for a graphic designer. Here's a few bullet points of what we're looking for and requirements, blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> I'm just going to read to you the parts that this person highlighted for me because they're, yeah, not so great. So they said, we're very much passionate on client experience. We admire when you can be present and be great on detail. 
normal so far, right? <laughs> if we see something, we say something. Mm. So if you're not on that level of passionate client experience like we are, please don't private message us. It won't end well. First off, ew, 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 ew. I would never apply for a job that said something like that. So basically, what I just heard from that is we are going to try and nitpick you to death. And if you don't agree with us on everything we tell you that you should change, that's not great client experience. No, that just sounds like you have a control problem. And they said, it won't end well. I used to be ashamed of this, but now I'm proud of it. Think about it. If you want to enroll into investment, wouldn't you want the best? And then she goes on to give it a few other bullet points of what they're looking for. And then at the very end, at the very end, to top it all off, it says, may the best designer win. Like this is just one big competition. And oh gosh, I just get like corporate white man aesthetic when I hear may the best designer win. Like that does not sound like the entire environment that I would like to be working in. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot this story and I had to add it in at the last second. But I had a client that was really, really similar to this actually that had their own definition of this client experience. And they were all like really personal opinions that she had about how we should treat her like um she only wanted to communicate via video or phone call so nothing could basically be recorded or we couldn't like go back and check things like if she wanted to send feedback she wanted to send a video and she was also upset that we weren't copywriters uh and she was also upset that the timeline went longer than um actually she was upset that and she was upset about the timeline. She was like gone in Europe for like two months while we were working together and that pushed the timeline back because she wasn't responding to like any emails at all. And so when I was like, hey, sorry, like <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna be able to respond as fast now because you took your time that we had allotted in our calendar to go travel Europe. And so now I've got three other clients and it says in my, in my welcome guide, and in my contract that like if you go past the time like you kind of turn into like last priority type of thing like I've got to you use your time not super wisely and so <laughs> da, 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 da. and she was not happy about that at all and again those are a lot of the things were like she felt like she could be flexible she felt like all communication should be email <laughs> she felt like a graphic designer should also be a copywriter and she defined those ideas of a successful client relationship and as like biblical, as like the end all be all. And there was nothing other, there was no other successful and good client experience beyond what she had defined. And we ended up doing everything that she did. She was a client I should have canceled. And I thought things were great. And then all of a sudden, like a month later, maybe two months later, she like slams me on social media. And she didn't tag my name, but she was like my old graphic designer. And she had shared some of my work, like tagging me. So I think a lot of people like drew the connection that I was the old graphic designer. She's like, my old graphic designer, you know, was horrible and da 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 And I'm so glad I have this new graphic designer when you're hiring a graphic designer. And then she said these things like on her Instagram, like, make sure they have copywriting experience, make sure their video, da, da, da. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> I can't, like, who defined those terms? Because that makes no sense to me at all. Anyways, oh, I just had to throw that story in there. Okay, I'm gonna finish it off with just this last little message that, or that this person said. So that's it, I know that's a lot. Um, I wish I could 
give more detail, but at the same time, I'm kind of scared to give even more details of, like, more of the stuff that I felt like she manipulated me with, but I'm just going to leave that there, because I think that's, like, just enough, and I don't know if this will be used in the podcast, but if or if not, I want to thank you, because you actually helped me through this entire situation, um, and... I feel very confident now to just, you know, move forward from this client relationship. And yeah, so thank you. (laughs) Okay, so I remember when this particular 10KGG member was going through this. And, uh, you know, I I just remember getting that feeling. She would send messages into the 10KGG group and she's like, my gosh, guys, I feel crazy. I feel like I'm doing everything wrong. Here's what's happening. Oh, I just, I hate those feelings. I hate those feelings. And so I knew that this client experience was bad, but honestly, I had no idea just how actually bad it was. And it sounds like she's leaving out a lot of details too, which is, oh my gosh, you just know that is a traumatizing, traumatizing experience. Like this is the definition of gaslighting. Like if you were to open up a dictionary, go to gaslighting, pretty sure this story would be in there. Like this person must have taken a class on how to professionally gaslight because using your trauma against someone you have hired in order for them to give you the best experience. Like, mm-mm, nope, not here for it. I will make a hard pass on that one. Oh, well, we are kicking off these stories with a bang. This is going to be a long, good episode. Okay, next one. Someone said, one of my very first clients, I wasn't officially a business yet. I made a logo for him for way too cheap. Made a mistake on my proposal that meant my invoice was higher than his expectations. Wait, so I think this person meant to say that they proposed a price that actually was higher than his expectations? I don't know. Oh, she's explaining, which literally meant it was basically nothing. Uh, Refused to give me the benefit of the doubt and said I needed to learn the hard way what real life is about. Oh, okay, so I think this person made some kind of mistake on the proposal, which must have been, yeah, that the price was higher than they expected and instead of giving oh my gosh instead of saying you know what you can learn from this he just was like you know what I'm not going with you blah 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 right I think I'm understanding that right he said I am an entrepreneur too I have felt the hardships of growing your business as if that wouldn't mean you want to be nicer to someone who is just starting and gently teaching them the ways instead he tried to get the cheapest option oh my gosh yeah that is so annoying yeah he's basically just using business is hard sometimes that's just how it is as an excuse to be a total, choice words, idiot and meanie to you. Like, uh, sorry, sir, that does not excuse you from being an ethical human being with a conscience. Just because you have a business does not mean that. No, 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 no. Okay, next one. Someone said, I once had a client who would text me at 6 a.m., 11 p.m., any time of day, and I would always respond, I always went above and beyond and we finished her full branding and 10 page website plus e-commerce. This was her first big project for 1500. Her site crashed because of her old WordPress developer, but it made me look bad. Yeah, yikes, that does make you look bad, even though it's totally not your fault. Uh, So she thought it was my fault and continued to text me novels, calling me stupid, emailing me nonstop, threatening me to fix it. Oh my gosh, again, it's like, if people make a mistake, why don't we give them the good grace of being a human? Like, I make mistakes all the time, and I hope when I make a mistake, 
people understand that I do make mistakes and just don't rip me apart for it. Oh my gosh. And since I just started, I didn't know any better. And she ended up getting the website $1,000 for free. Made me give her a whole refund. Oh my gosh. So not only did she get the website, but she actually got her money back. She got $1,000 back and a free website. Oh my gosh. Now, if you want, you can just anonymously give me this person's number, number and I will text them at 6 a.m. and 11 p.m. precisely every day for the next month, if you want. I'm just, I'm offering. Because let me tell you, the only people that I want to be hearing at 6 a.m. and 11 p.m. are a delivery food guy. My family, my friends, and maybe like Oprah Winfrey or something like that. Never, ever, ever my client. And I'll tell you why, because if I'm getting 6 a.m. and 11 p.m. texts, that needs to be like end of the world shiz. Like someone is dying, uh, the world is collapsing, those type of texts. And I promise you, I have never ever dealt with a client situation that couldn't wait until business hours. Even if the site is crashing, any of that stuff, that does not qualify and rank up into, you know, world is ending type of text. I've never seen a problem that couldn't wait till business hours. Never, ever. We just don't deal with end of the world problems as graphic designers. Again, even if the site's crashed down, it can wait. It can wait till business hours. It's fine. We will all survive. Okay, wow. Um, so we're already at 45 minutes and we still have a good amount of stories to get through. And this also was a highly requested episode from everybody. So I am just going to split this into part one, part two. Part one coming out, obviously, today. Part two coming out next week where I'm going to be sharing the rest of the stories you submitted. And if you want to, uh, I can always add on more stories by the time that you guys listen to this. Um, there will be time to submit more stories. If as you're listening to this, you think of more stories you want to hear, go ahead, send it to me. We'll, we'll see where we're at with the next episode. So, uh, as always, remember to rate, review, subscribe. Seriously, it means the world to me when you do review it, especially, or you share it on your Instagram, because I get to see which episode you're listening to, how much it means to you. And then I just get to chat with you a little bit afterwards. So, uh, if you have a second, that would make me just die and make me love you even more. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for submitting the stories and I will see you next week.